Hello, and welcome to Conscious Business with the Corporate Yogi. I'm your host, Julie Zuzak. This podcast helps entrepreneurs develop the mindset needed to build and grow a conscious business. Whether you know it yet or not, your mindset is the subconscious blueprint that determines your success. Each episode, we explore the different ways that your business calls you forth to grow on a personal level and through your relationships. So get out of your head, into your heart, and let's dive right in, shall we? Hey, you know that I love personal development, right? And I'm a bit of a growth junkie. And this isn't just a favorite pastime of mine, but I actually do believe that personal growth is actually helping you build your business. Because the more we invest in personal growth, the more we benefit from business growth. So today I wanna talk about how important it is to identify your strengths and really get conscious about them. In particular, I wanna dissect one of my favorite sayings. Now, I heard this a really long time ago and I don't even remember where I heard it, but it really resonated with me and stuck with me. And it definitely applies to entrepreneurs. Here's how it goes. A strength overused becomes a weakness and a weakness revealed becomes a strength. So that's kind of a rich concept. So I'm going to say it again. A strength overused becomes a weakness and a weakness revealed becomes a strength. So here's a look at what we're going to learn today. First, we're going to look at how knowing our strengths helps us as entrepreneurs. In our second segment, I'm going to invite your feedback on a new project that I'm thinking about launching. And then in our third segment, I'm going to bottom line the approach on how to expand your strengths. But first, I want to start with a story. So I recently went to a networking event here in Toronto, hosted by one of my friends, and it gave me a really important reminder. It was an evening event, and there was a presentation portion and then a little wine tasting and some networking afterwards. And I had a really important aha moment while I was there. You know how last week we talked about growing your business and I used the analogy of gardening. And a gardener doesn't ever go out to the garden and say, give me vegetables and then I'll give you water. No, they plant seeds, they water the seeds and they care for the seeds and they give them more water and more care and wait for the sunshine to nurture the seeds until one day they finally break ground and provide. And this is very similar to what it's like to grow a business. In the beginning, you're investing a lot of time meeting new people and growing your network and building relationships and establishing yourself to grow your business. Well, this realization came to me full circle so well at this event. You see, for me, I started my business when I moved to Toronto five years ago. And having never lived here before, I was not only establishing my business, I was also setting up a new chapter in my life and establishing social circles and building a network. 
And I remember very distinctly realizing how challenging it was to start a business in a city where I didn't know anyone. You see, it's always so much easier to get started in a place where you have a network in existence, where you have established contacts and you know your way around the city. But sadly, my life situation didn't allow for that. And you know what? I actually kind of remember sort of throwing myself a little mini pity party, feeling so bad that I was so hard done by because I had this extra, extra challenge facing me as I grew the business. Now, I remember in those very beginning months, realizing that I would have to work extra hard to meet people and build relationships because I was at a clear disadvantage and not knowing anyone in this city. And so I went out of my way to meet a lot of people and invest a lot of time into building relationships. And I did go to at least three networking events every week so that I could build my network. And as I walked into this event a little while ago, I realized that I actually knew about half of the women there, which was a really great feeling. And these aren't just casual acquaintances that I sort of kind of know. These are actually really incredible and inspirational women with really successful businesses. And they're not just a network. I consider them friends. And within this group of women, we all share the same values, and believe in supporting each other, not in competition. And my heart smiled just a little bit when I had this aha moment, not only because I was in the company of such extraordinary women, but because it reminded me that my perceived weakness, meaning not knowing many people in the city, caused me to work extra hard and go out of my way to build my network. And the result is a strong network of extraordinary people. So this is a perfect example of how a weakness revealed became a strength for me. And I have to confess, I truly love to see all these women and all the changes that we've gone through and how much our businesses have grown and evolved over the years. And most importantly, how many people are still going strong. You know, we work with that stat of 90% of businesses fail within the first three years. 90, 90%, which is a pretty high failure rate. So I have to say it's extraordinary to see how many of us are still going after all these years. And I also want to take a moment to acknowledge one of the incredible women at the event. Someone who I particularly admire and am very grateful for. And it happens to be the woman who was actually hosting our event that evening. Diane, thank you so much for your incredible vision, for your hard work to curate this Women of Ambition group. It is extraordinary and I am so grateful to call you a friend. I am grateful for the people that I've met through this group that you've created. And I am inspired by your vision to bring together such an incredible community. You know, we all know how tough it is as an entrepreneur. It's no fun to operate on your own. It's lonely. And we are all particularly at risk for feeling isolated or for being depressed because of all the stress and the pressure that we're under. 
And so I am so glad, Diane, that you brought us together and we have this incredible network of people. So let's come back to my statement earlier about strengths. A strength overused becomes a weakness and a weakness revealed becomes a strength. So how does this really apply to entrepreneurs and growth? Well, way back episode 28 to 30, we did a series on growth. And we talked about how as entrepreneurs, our objective is to expand our range. And our range is essentially our comfort zone, which includes everything that we are capable of doing. Now, as humans, we are safest and we face the least amount of risk or danger when we stay inside our comfort zone. Inside our comfort zone exists all the things that we know how to do, things we've done before and we can easily do again. Inside our comfort zone is all of our knowledge, our experiences, and our expertise. It's not typically a place where we feel very challenged. And while we might be frustrated because there's a large volume of work that needs to be done, we're not being challenged to do anything that makes us feel uncomfortable. We're not really being challenged to grow. And so the danger of focusing on the things that we are good at is that we miss out on the opportunity for growth to learn, to expand, and specifically to put our attention on our weaknesses. And this is so understandable, isn't it? Because we don't wanna have to admit that we don't know how to do something or that we don't understand it. And this comes back to a common myth in our society that learning and growing happens only in the parameters of school. And that is the only place that we're allowed to learn but you know this isn't the truth. Learning happens all the time. We're always learning and we're always growing. Have you ever heard that saying, I'm not young enough to know everything? Isn't that so true? When we're young, we're still subscribed to that belief that knowledge is acquired in the confines of an educational institution. And then once we graduate, We're granted either a diploma or a title or credentials, justifying all that money and time that we invested, and more importantly, telling us that our learning is now complete. So when we reveal a weakness, it becomes a strength. And here's how that works. When we admit that we don't know something and we make it conscious, this is powerful. You have no idea how many people procrastinate or avoid doing things because they don't know how or they are intimidated by it or they don't want to go through the discomfort of having to learn something new or they have some belief or story that holds them back from learning. So they leave it as unconscious behavior. So admitting that you don't know how to do something is really important and it's a necessary step forward towards figuring it out. And once you realize and admit you need to learn how to do something, then you've taken that first powerful step forward towards figuring it out. But learning is a process. We are always learning. And the beautiful thing is that learning and addressing our fears is a habit in and of itself. So the more you practice doing new things, or addressing your fears, the easier it will be for you each time. And then with enough practice, 
and experience, facing your fears eventually won't feel scary at all anymore because you'll be able to have so many experiences that you can look back on where you conquered your fears. You'll have a great framework or blueprint of how to get it done. And once you take this first step towards revealing a weakness, you can take the necessary steps forward towards mastery. And depending on what it is, it might be something that you master and learn, or it might be something that you decide to get someone else to do for you, to outsource. And as you develop new tasks and you figure things out, you're expanding your range and your confidence. And the more confident you are, and the more you will be able to achieve with your business. And let's face it, the more people will be drawn to you. Now, another reason why this works is that admitting that you don't know something is behavior that actually invites connection. Let's be real. We're all attracted to authenticity and confidence. No one likes arrogance. And in my humble opinion, arrogance is just smoke and mirrors to cover up the fact that you don't know how to do something, right? And this is a really important distinction to make because I hear a lot of people really, really um, not wanting to be confident because they feel like people are going to be turned off by their success. They're impacted by that tall poppy syndrome or the belief that if you're too successful or too confident, then people are going to resent you. But the truth is that there is a very clear difference between confidence and arrogance. When you have a clear understanding of who you are and you're authentic, then this is attractive to others. And we are drawn to you and how successful you are. But arrogance, on the other hand, is fake confidence and nothing is there to back it up. There's a clear difference between someone who is being real and confident versus someone who doesn't actually know what they're talking about and they're trying to cover that up. Think about it. You don't have to know everything and it is okay to admit that you don't know everything. It's all part of the process. Now I want to talk about addressing your weaknesses, but first I want to give you a heads up on something. So we are well into October, can you believe it? And I don't know about you, but I'm already doing my planning for 2017. I am a big believer in taking the time to reflect on what worked, what didn't work, and I love having a fresh new year to set some big, exciting goals. So starting a new year is like going on a journey for me. It's a great time to check in and decide what you want to bring forward with you into the new year and what you want to leave behind. You know that saying, if you fail to plan, you plan to fail. And there's no better feeling than having a fresh new calendar year of possibility and potential, an opportunity to work smarter and really check in on your big why. And make sure that your business is on track with your life purpose. So last year, I walked you through a process of creating a conscious blueprint for 2016. Now, this was a two-part series, and we really took time to set some goals for 2016. So we could go through that process 
together again. I could dust off that exercise and share the goal setting exercise through two or maybe three episodes and then you could just listen to them at your leisure. Or we could try something different and this is where I really want your feedback. I was thinking about creating something kind of special for you. I wanted to create a virtual retreat where I can walk you through a goal setting process for the year. This way, we can spend some time together on video conference and we can go through the exercises and the worksheets together. And this will be a little bit more interactive because you can ask questions as we go along. So right now I'm in an information gathering stage. I'm not 100% sure I'm gonna do it. I just wanna explore different ideas for now. So I'm looking at different dates and different formats and I have a rough idea in my head of what I envision it to be, but I'd love to get feedback from you and what you think would be best, either around timing, you know, do we do it between Christmas and New Year's or the beginning of January? Do we fit it into one day or do we maybe spill it out over two days and give you lots of breathing room? There's lots of decisions to make about format and timing and pricing. You know, we could have different tiered pricing or I might make it free for people who are in my community and then charge for people who aren't regular listeners. So I'd really love your feedback on all those details. So what I'm going to do in the coming weeks is send around a survey to get your input and your ideas for format and structure timing and pricing. And I know that lots of you have attended my retreats and workshops and courses before. So you guys know that whenever we do something like this, we do it right. And it's going to be very special and very carefully thought out. And there's going to be a workbook that goes along with the virtual retreat. And I'll give you lots of time to reflect on the past year and really set powerful goals with purpose. So keep an eye out in the weekly newsletter, the one that goes out on Tuesdays, for a survey where you can share your thoughts and give me your input because I'd really love to hear it. And if you want to be part of this, please make sure that you are subscribed to my newsletter so that you get to register for this opportunity. Okay, let's come back to our theme for this episode. Do you remember? A strength overused becomes a weakness, and a weakness revealed becomes a strength. So to bottom line, I want you to really become conscious about your weaknesses, and I want you to lean in and learn. Because when you learn, you are removing fear, and you're getting unstuck in the process. You know, there's no magic trick to ever get rid of the dark. You can only shed light on it. And this also applies to our weaknesses or our fears. As soon as we make them conscious, we start to shift towards learning and figuring them out. And remember, acknowledging someone's work doesn't diminish yours. That is one of my favorite sayings. Acknowledging someone's work doesn't diminish yours. Achievement isn't a zero-sum game. If you look at someone who's accomplished something that you want, then tell them. Tell them that you're proud of them and that you admire them. Speak the truth. Don't be resentful or jealous. That will keep you stuck. Because jealousy is a fear-based emotion. It keeps us separate from each other. 
But praise and acknowledgement come from love and growth. And this is where we feel aligned and connected. And the more that we are connected to each other, the more we feel supported and part of a community. And then the more successful we are able to be. So take the time to acknowledge and appreciate what someone else has done. And don't be afraid to ask them for help when you need it. Think of your fear as a lamp. When you presence it, it's like unplugging it from the wall. It's like removing the power source. The lamp or the fear will still be there, but it won't be as powerful. And it won't have such a serious impact on you. And eventually, it will just start to fade into the background. And it's time to start wrapping up this episode on expanding your strengths. Please be sure to subscribe to this podcast on iTunes or Stitcher so you don't ever miss an episode. You never know when there's a bonus episode that just might appear in your feed someday. Now make sure that you're subscribed to the newsletter so you can help us plan out this virtual retreat and have a say in what we create. Thanks for hanging out with me today. Remember that being an entrepreneur is the most intense form of personal development that you will ever go through. So be patient and be kind to yourself. Deep down inside, you know how powerful you are. Now it's time to step up and let the rest of us see it. Mm